Lester, the Nightfly. On the Pacific Radio Network. Also made available on PRX, the Public Radio Exchange. All hit radio. Every time you pick up the mic, you are broadcasting. Lester the Nightfly? Lester the Nightfly. I'm Lester the Nightfly. Lester the Nightfly. I'm Lester the Nightfly. Hello, Baton Rouge. Hello and welcome to Lester the Nightfly. This is your host, PJ Ewing. We have a guest. We're going to focus on opera today. We have a wonderful guest, Donald Levine. Donald, welcome to Lester the Nightfly. Thank you. So glad you're here. We uh, have worked together for a couple of years almost at the Giulio Gari Foundation, helping give money, my God, give money to young opera singers. But I've never really gotten the, the who is Donald? Who am I? Um, I I'm going to quote uh, one of opera's heroines, Adriana Lecouvreur. Yo son l'umile ancella del genio creatur. I am but the handmaiden of the great creator who made us. Oh, oh I love that. Okay. Tell us more. Well, I, I have been involved with the Giulio Gari Foundation for 20 years since its inception. At one point, I had aspirations to be a singer. I had a first-rate voice, but a... Uh, third-rate work ethic. I, I didn't quite make it. In order to have a career, it's more than voice. As Caruso said, it's 10% voice and 90% perspiration. I've had a lifelong love of the voice and opera. Started when I was very young. My mother had a beautiful spinto soprano, untrained, but she, the voice was natural. And uh, she used to sit there and stand there and do the dishes singing. And we had one radio station years ago in our house was called WQXR in New York. That was the only station that was, I don't think the radio could move on to another station. So I was uh, exposed to classical music and to vocal music from the time I was a child. My mother started uh, taking me to the opera when I was 12 years old. I saw my first opera at the Met. Now I'm going to date myself. November 21st, uh, 1964, and it was Verdi's Otello. My family had a bow box at the Met for Oh, God, 40, 50 years until my mother gave it up in the early uh, 2000s. So we have an opera insider, Donald Levine. All that knowledge that you have of opera, we're going to put it to good use. Talking about the Giulio Gari Foundation winner's concert. Let's get started, man. We start out with some Rossini and a countertenor. First of all, what's a countertenor? And then take us through this uh, this beautiful aria. Okay, countertenor is a male opera singer or concert singer who sings above the normal male range. He basically is a male alto or soprano. For many years, they were known for having this vibratoless, sexless, androgynous sound. But uh, over the years, uh, these, uh, these men that do this, uh, their techniques have advanced. And uh, now there are some of them that uh, do a very, very good 
uh, facsimile of a, of a real soprano or a real mezzo. Some of them are so good, it's hard to tell the difference. Hard to tell. And in this case, we have Kimon Mura from Kentucky. What do you know about Kimon? Not not that much. I know he's very good. I was bowled over when he sang in the competition. Uh, he's uh, His career is starting to take off. He's going to be making his debut with the Metropolitan Opera. They're doing a uh, staged version of John Adams' Oratorio El Nino. He's going to be featured prominently in that. I expect great things from him. There's more here, and I really do hope to get uh, Kimon on this show because I want to hear how a man from Kentucky, an African-American man from Kentucky, whose mom wanted him and his brother to sing gospel, how he ended up being a countertenor, one of the rarest voices in the world, and now singing at the Metropolitan Opera and around the world. How did this happen? And that's for another show. So stay tuned, listeners. That'll be, uh, that'll be something else. There he was. He opened the concert. He sang some Rossini. He sang the Aquil Giorno from uh, Rossini's Semidami Day. Kimon did a, did a bang-up job with it. It was wonderful. I wanted to open the program with a bang, and that opened it with a bang. Oh, 
Right? Did I do okay on that? Your Italian's very good. Halfway good. From Semiramide, that is from Kimon Mura, countertenor. That opened the concert at the Giulio Gari competition. Donald, let's move on. Lebu is a young Chinese bass baritone. If he was brought up in the United States, he would probably have been drafted by the uh, the NFL. He's about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and is big. I don't mean fat. He's big. He's, he's a big boy. He's uh, in the Metropolitan Opera Lindemann Young Artist Program. And this is a career that's really going to move. He's a, it's a beautiful voice. It's a big voice. Big boy, big voice. He's a first-rate singer, and he's just going to keep getting better. Everybody, Le Bu, L-E, first, second is B-U, Le Bu. You're hearing it here right now. I was in the rehearsals with Donald and Le Bu and Mary Pinto doing the work prior to the concert, and I heard him and met him. Charming, lovely, beautiful guy. They're all wonderful, but he was particularly uh, well-raised, all I can say. Just really had a presence about him. 
and his voice is enormous, as you're going to hear in a second. But Donald, tell us about the Wagner piece from the Flying Dutchman. What, what's this thing? Yes, this is, a, a, you know, the Flying Dutchman is, is, is very serious. It's very dramatic. But there's a little levity in there. And the levity comes from the character of Dalant, who's the father of the heroine Sento. And uh, he meets uh, the Dutchman. Dutchman Dutchman roams the seas, but every seven years he comes ashore to find a wife, somebody who will follow him without any question, will never, you know, will be totally faithful to him. He uh, He had cursed God, and he was condemned to forever, and with his crew, to forever sail the seas. But, like I said, every seven years he's allowed ashore, to uh, try to find the woman who will be his salvation. Turns out that woman is Senta. She is the daughter of Dalant. And when he meets the, Jud- the Dutchman, he thinks, oh my God, here's a, here's a great husband, a great son-in-law. He's got a lot of money. He's rich. He's a beautiful ship. And uh, so he introduces his daughter to the Dutchman. And he sings this aria, Mox du mein Kind telling her basically that uh, here I'm introducing you to this wonderful man, and this is going to be your husband. And, uh, of course, she wanted the Dutchman anyway. That's the whole part of the story. She, uh, she's been obsessed with the story of the Dutchman from the time she was a child. And even though she has a, 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 uh, a suitor, Eric, who desperately wants to marry her, she only, she only wants the Dutchman. Wenn diese Freund 
fast-tracked. That was Le Bou singing Wagner. Oh, boy. You better do it for me. Mux du mein Kind. Mux du mein Kind. One little funny note. I listen to and watch and obsessed with the TV show The Expanse. Nothing to do with this other than the ships disappear into this magical void, this mysterious void, the spaceships in the future. 
in this fantasy. Again, I'm totally obsessed. I got to be honest. And they call it going Dutchman. When the ships disappear inexplicably, it's called going Dutchman, which I thought was so cute. <laughs> so funny. We're moving on, man. We're going to go to uh, Donizetti. Chelsea Lenay, terrific voice. She sang some Donizetti. First of all, what do we know about Chelsea? And then take us through this aria. Chelsea, uh, she doesn't live in New York. She lives somewhere, uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, I believe. So she's sort of a neighbor of Kimon. And uh, she made a big splash this summer in New York. She's won a couple of competitions. She's uh, placed in a few and actually a one or two that she won the, won the grand prize. So Chelsea uh, sang Paulina in Donizetti's Poliuto, which is uh, an opera that's also hardly ever done. It was a famous, there was a famous production of La Scala in 1960 with Maria Callas and Franco Corelli and Ettore Bastianini. She's a big-voiced coloratura soprano with some meat on the voice. And uh, she's an amazing singer. She's, uh, she's got the fire. She's, uh, she, she's just got it. Uh, when, when she opens her mouth, you know there's something behind it. There's, there's an intelligence behind it. There's an artistry. She's a, she's an, she acts. She's, she's just, she's the whole package. And she looks great. Oh, 
coloratura. Could you just give us a quick definition? Coloratura means the ability to sing florid music. Music with skips and runs and jumps and trills uh, above a lyric soprano, but a coloratura can be a lyric soprano, can sometimes be even be a spinto soprano. It's a type of singing. And uh, Chelsea, I would call, uh, the voice has meat on it, I would call her a lyric, lyric coloratura. It's a big lyric soprano who can sing coloratura. jump we're going to go to my favorite moment of the entire concert well done donald and scheduling this whole thing and programming it uh this is from an opera i have not seen yet it's coming to the met asap florencia in el amazonas by catan the aria is called donde estas cristobal the aria was sung by amanda batista tell us your take on this whole thing i loved it amanda did this at the competition and i think this might have been what what uh, made her our, our fifth prize winner i saw the opera many years ago out west when it was fairly new it was written i think in 1995 or 1996 and new york city opera did it years ago it's a beautiful work katan is a is a mexican composer who uh lived in the united states he wrote in a very puccini-esque style it is tonal to the core and it is just gorgeous music the Metropolitan Opera is doing it in a couple of weeks for the first time with uh, Eileen Perez, who's a marvelous soprano. And one, one day we're going to see Amanda do this on stage. She's actually in the production. She's a member of the Lindemann program, the Young Artist program, the Metropolitan Opera. So she's doing a small role in the uh, Florencia. She sings this beautifully and she's a, she's a beautiful girl and very sweet, very nice, which is always nice to find. Donde estás, Cristóbal? Vine hasta aquí para perderte de nuevo. 
That was Donde Estas Cristobal from Florencia in El Amazonas. That was Amanda Batista, our fifth prize winner at the Giulio Gari competition. We are here on Lester the Nightfly Radio with Donald Levine, an opera expert. Rimsky-Korsakov, uh, the song of the Viking guest from the opera Sadko, Dear God, we're moving way past my knowledge base. The singer, though, Youngwang Park, a bass, uh, lovely voice. Tell us about the singer and then the, the, the song. I love Rimsky-Korsakov. I love his operas, and I really wish that the Metropolitan Opera would start doing some of them. They are gorgeous works, but they're rarely encountered outside of Russia, which is a shame. It's it's a major part of the repertory that should be known. Oh, how do I explain Sadko? He's a sailor, and in his travels, he uh, somehow encounters this underwater kingdom. I th- uh, there are three characters. Uh, there's the Viking guest, the Venetian guest, and the Indian guest. The, the Viking guest is a bass. The Venetian guest is a baritone. And the Indian guest is a tenor. And that's the actually the best known selection from the opera. It's known in French as the Chant Hindu, the song of the Indian guest. And uh, not just tenors sing it, sopranos sing it, mezzos sing it, they transpose it. But it's, it, it is the best known piece. But there is the song of the Viking guest, the, ba- the bass aria. And uh, we had Young Wang Park do it, and he did a wonderful job with it. Oh, my God. 
He's a South Korean guy who's at Juilliard, I think, at, at this point. He's uh, completing his master's at Juilliard. Basically, he hasn't done that much in this country yet. Most of his singing's been in Korea. He did apprentice this summer. He was out in Santa Fe. Actually, Lebu was there too, and uh, I believe Spencer Reichman was there. We had a we had a couple of them out there. He sang a few minor roles in in Orfeo, and I think he did in the chorus in Orfeo, and he did something in Tosca. I believe he has a good career ahead of him. the The vocal material is is first class. It's a beautiful voice. There's a resonance there that was in a small setting where we were rehearsing at piano piano across from Lincoln Center, and then at the church. Church of the Blessed Sacrament, you could really hear him fill that room with that, that sound. It was beautiful. Good-looking young guy. Awesome. We've got two more to go. It's Verdi and then Verdi. Joe Green. Just Joe happy Green. Verdi. They've got some Joe Green going on here, right? Um, yeah. Take us through uh, this beautiful thing. It's Spencer Reichman, uh, a baritone, fun guy, and a really terrific voice. He's singing something from Falstaff. Tell us about that. Okay, uh, a sogno o realtà. It's Falstaff's uh, jealousy aria. He thinks his wife Alice is having an affair with uh, somebody. It turns out uh, it's not an affair. She's uh, trying to pull a trick on Falstaff the Fat Knight. It's a jealousy aria, pure and simple. La 
stesso Olla e ta sorte Quella brutta parola in cor mi torna Le corna Due capronti le fosa corte Le corna, le corna Ma non mi sfuggirai Sozzo, reo, dannato e piccureo. Prima gli accoppio, e poi li colgo, li accoppio, li colgo, li accoppio, li colgo, li accoppio, li colgo, li accoppio, li scoppio! somewhere inside me that at one of our concerts we would have this duet. Amanda, to me, I know one day she's going to be a great Desdemona on stage. Neither one of them knew the music. Well, they knew it, but they never sang it. So I asked each of them during the summer if they would learn it. They both learned it. They sang the duet, and it was the most glorious way to end the concert. Thank you. 
soprano she could not be at the concert and i bring her up specifically because our family funded a, a gift to sierra the fourth prize winner and it's called the john marine prize it's in the name of a family friend from michigan john marine who passed away a number of years ago but in his name we awarded this prize to a soprano because he was a big lover of the opera Myself and my two sisters love the opera in New York, and John would come twice a year for many, many years. This tall, bearded woodsman from northern Michigan, and he would come to the Met in his plaid shirts and his rough, rough jacket, and he would spend the week at the Met bringing each of the children, my sisters and I, to the opera as a special occasion multiple times a year, every year. And he passed away, dear friend of the family, and in his name we gave this uh, this award to Sierra Bird. I haven't met Sierra yet. I'm going to reach out, though. I really do want to say hi, and and uh, she doesn't know any of that stuff, and she wasn't able to be at the concert to be part of our program, so sadly we didn't hear her voice at all today. <laughs> Concesso, che stati mo divino, 
avvenir del mio destino. piece from Verdi's Otello. At the end of the John Notte, the duet from Otello, Otello says to De- Desdemona, Venere splende, we go in splendor. They're looking at the stars and uh, it's romantic, beautiful night and they're going off together. And that's how we ended the concert. I always wanted to do that. With your knowledge of 20 years of Gary and the uh, managing singers and attending the Metropolitan Opera. What is your view of this group of singers and where they might end up in 5, 10, 15 years? I think about four of them, maybe five, are going to have really good careers. Donald, I want to thank you for being here on Lester the Nightfly. You can learn more about Donald at juliogari.org. There's wonderful content there on the website. You can also Get a nice look at what we did today, some of the video, etc. at LesterTheNightfly.com. As always, it's fun. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Very honored. Hey, hey, oh,
This has been a PJ DJ production. Thank you.